I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the one-on-one podcast. Wow. Okay. I've been gone. But we are going to discuss that in another podcast at another time. Welcome to season four of one-on-one. I began writing this podcast on Monday, June 20th. Today, it is June 22nd, Wednesday. So just some background. Yep. March 29th, 2019 was my first podcast, my first one-on-one podcast. So 2019 was season one, 2020 season two, 2021 season three. It's now 2022 and this is season I want to talk about lying. You know, lying is very intimate. It's very one-on-one. And I've said it before, and I know you might be thinking, okay, everyone lies. You know what? Not everybody. There's this. I ask my daughter, do I look fat in these pants? No, mom, you look great. Now look, I know I look fat. (laughs) I see the rolls of fat. My blouse is too tight. I have gained weight and I feel fat. But she says, no, mom, you look great. So yes, we all lie. But a lie sometimes keeps someone from feeling bad about themselves. So that kind of lie is not horrible. But most are. My ex-husband was a liar and a cheater. And of course he lied about the cheating. Here's one conversation we have. Are you having an affair? No, I'm playing golf. It's summer vacation and I want to spend some time doing what I want to do, what I love. Why are you playing golf at night? I asked. I'm practicing my swing and hitting balls at the range. In the dark, I asked. There are lights, Gloria. Now, I knew when my ex-husband used my name, not one of his pet names for me. He was losing patience with me and the conversation. Sounds stupid, right? Like, I'm stupid. I'm the stupid one here. (laughs) What woman believes her husband is hitting golf balls at night? Yeah, there is a light at one of the ranges. What woman believes her husband is hitting golf balls at night? (laughs) Gloria Moraga. That's it. Frankly, I never believed that he would cheat on me. I thought deep, deep down somewhere he loved me and he knew that was going to be it for us. But he had been lying to me about his affairs for years. He's a liar. And how I found out he was lying was worse than a lie. My teenage daughter listened to his phone calls and caught him in the act of lying. When she heard him on the phone with his current lover, she confronted him and begged him to stay home. They were in the garage. He left her there, sobbing. I was really sick at the time. I had a hyperthyroid, and my heart was pounding a mile a minute. And I had lost so much weight. And I was so happy that I was thin. But the doctor said I would not last long unless the meds worked. 
The meds gave me hives. I was dealing with an erratic heartbeat and hives when my daughter burst into my bedroom. And sobbing, she told me her dad was having an affair and he had ruined our family. He was a liar and a cheat. I divorced him after 32 years of trying to make it work. And you know what? I had been miserable and it was the best thing. Yeah, one of the best things I ever did. Now, what about lying at work? I lied at work. I didn't lie at work. And why did I lie at work? Because when I didn't lie, I got in trouble. Lying to the boss. Yes, I have lied to my boss. Not big lies. And I did that because when I told him the truth, I really did get in trouble. He didn't want the truth. Jack Nicholson yelled in the movie, A Few Good Men, You can't handle the truth! I want the truth, Tom Cruise said. I learned how to lie early in my management career. I was new to management. Our general manager, the head of the entire television station, said, I always want the truth. You can say anything to me in management meetings personally. You can say anything in my office. So I'm in my first big manager meeting and the boss asks, how's morale at the station? And nobody spoke. That should have been a clue. Nobody made eye contact. There was an uncomfortable silence. And he looked at me and he said, Gloria, you're new to these meetings. What do you have to say? I cleared my throat. My boss, the news director, was staring at me from across the room and I could see panic in his eyes. I ignored it. I said, staff's worried about layoffs. They're upset because we're cutting down on overtime and they're really unhappy that we're doing that at a time when we're close to beating Channel 3 in the ratings. Silence. Then the big boss blew up. Why are they worried about layoffs? Who told them? He, he looked at everybody in the room. It was my fault. How did this get out? He was furious. I, stupidly, I did not know layoffs were coming, but apparently managers knew, other managers and staff knew. And I had just been repeating what I'd heard, but I didn't know it was true. He ranted and he raved. He was so angry. When the meeting was over, my boss, the news director, said, come into my office. And when the door was closed, he looked at me and he said, what the hell do you think you're doing? I, I, I said, what do you mean? Why would you tell him about the layoffs, groomer? He said, he asked. He said, we can always be honest in the manager meeting. He didn't mean it, the news director screamed. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I stupidly believed them. When I went into public relations at Sacramento State, the managers there were worse than the TV people. Higher education thrives on lies and deceit, at least in the administration wing of the university, which is a building. Now, honestly, bad bosses want you to lie to them. And of course, my friends, I'm thinking about this because of President Trump. Publicly, he just refused to believe he didn't win the election. 
privately, all of his staff, well, not all, most of his staff, were telling him he lost and he needed to get over it. His lie convinced millions of people to believe him because he did what the Nazis did, what communications people know works. He repeated the lies over and over and over again until even he began to believe they were true. I have been watching, I am watching the January 6th congressional hearings, and I'm just amazed at the testimony from President Trump's closest advisors, staff, relatives. What were they all afraid of? Maybe they were afraid of what I was afraid of, losing their jobs, disgrace. And it's become even worse, afraid for their safety, afraid for the safety of their family. This is what has happened in this country. Is this why Republican lawmakers are refusing to admit that he lost even now, years later? Because now, months after the deaths at the Capitol and the suicides after the insurrection, it's still going on. And some of us, many of us, are worried about the future of democracy in the United States of America. Most of Trump's insiders agreed he lost the election. It's, it's a fact, my friends. He tried to fight the election results in court by lawsuit after lawsuit because he lost the election. And you know what? Bottom line, there was no fraud. The voting machines did not erase Republican votes, as one insurrectionist said on video. We live in a democracy. It works. We have anti-fraud measures in place. But again, as the Nazis proved, repeat a lie enough times and people begin to believe you. The Nazis, beginning with Hitler, blamed the Jews for all their problems in Germany. And the lie was, we eliminate the people that are causing our problems. And those included people with disabilities, the gypsies, the Jews. If we remove them, Germany will rise again. Trump knows all this. Trump is a marketer. It's his area of expertise. It's probably all that he really knows. All that he really cares about is himself and money. But now at these hearings, we're hearing from insiders, those inside the White House who knew Trump lost, but they were afraid to admit it, afraid to confront him. So they went along with a lie. And here's the worst part. All the people who know now that he lost continue to lie. Why? This is harming our country. It's tearing us apart. It's causing more threats and destruction. And we know why. It's just pathetic and sickening. We know it's because of money. The almighty buck 
I originally wrote right now as I write this on June 15, 2022 at 12.16 a.m. Republican candidates who have promoted Trump's lie are winning elections in various parts of the country. That's true. So the lie means power, means money. We destroy democracy. Who cares? We have money and power. There's just a little example of how much money. Trump began promoting the big lie that the election would be stolen from him before the election, long before. And right after the election, when he lost, he began sending out hundreds of emails to small donors asking them for money to fight voter fraud. They believed him. They still believe him. The committee has documented that he raised $100 million the first week after the election. $100 million. That is called grifting. And here's the definition of grifting. The word grifter may sound like slang terminology, but it is an American word for someone that deceives others out of property. The simplest way to describe a grifter is as a con artist. The grifter can also be referred to as swindler, a scammer, or a cheater. When you raise that much money in a week, of course you continue to lie. Here's the worst part. The money was not used to fight voter fraud. It was used for Trump and for Trump's friends. I call it the Trump Big Lie Marketing Plan. It raised $250 million. And here's where some of the money went. $1 million to Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows Charitable Foundation. Uh-huh. $1 million to American First Policy Institute, a conservative organization that employs several top Trump administration officials. Of course, the money's going to them. $204,857,000 to the Trump Hotel Collection. I looked it up. It's just going to Trump. It's just the hotel collection. This is just a website that describes his various hotels. They try to make it look all fancy schmancy and slick. It's bullshit, people. It's a lie. $5 million to event strategies, which funded the insurrection event. I like to call it the gathering of traitors. $5 million. That money was used to help buy the stage and microphones. It went to the group that set up the insurrection to destroy our country. The former president of the United States is a liar and a thief, and I am not happy to even say that. All the people around him confirmed the lie, and that led to the insurrection, and it continues to hurt the United States of America. It also led to crazy people attacking those who refused to go along with Trump. On June 21st, the January 6th committee introduced us to state officials who were tormented by Trump followers. Crazies went to their homes, threatened them. They had to have their phones disconnected. We also heard from 
former Georgia election worker Shea Freeman Moss and her mother, volunteer, election volunteer, Ruby Freeman. She's also known as Lady Ruby, but she doesn't use that name anymore because she's too afraid. She's too afraid in the United States of America to use her name. Here's a, a short clip of their testimony. I wore a shirt that proudly proclaimed that I was, and I am, Lady Ruby. I wore that shirt on election day 2020. I haven't worn it since, and I'll never wear it again. Now I won't even introduce myself by my name anymore. I get nervous when I bump into someone I know in the grocery store who says my name. I'm worried about who's listening. I get nervous when I have to give my name for food orders. My name and I've lost my reputation. I've lost my sense of security. All because a group of people starting with number 45 and his ally, Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter, Shay, to push their own lies about how the presidential election was stolen. Don't want anyone knowing my name. Don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. I don't go to the grocery store at all. I haven't been anywhere um, at all. I gained about 60 pounds. I just don't do nothing anymore. I don't wanna go anywhere. I second guess everything that I do. Um, it's affecting my life in a, in a major way, in every way, all because of lies. Lies ruin lives. This big lie, this scammer, this grifter is threatening the United States of America. Let's come to that. That's why I'm season fouring, one-on-oneing about politics because I'm a political woman and I vote, but nothing's more important, my friends, that we, all of us, talk about this even with people we don't agree with. Lying one-on-one. It's dangerous. It's damaging. Of course, we do it to survive, to keep our jobs. But telling the big lie over and over again is threatening our country. This is a quote from Judge Udig, who testified before the 1-6 committee last week. Quote, Trump is a clear and present danger to democracy. Judge Ludig reminded everyone that Trump and his followers not only targeted our democracy after losing in 2020, but they're also prepared to do it again. Judge Michael Ludig is the former Court of Appeals judge for the Fourth Circuit, and he testified before the House Select Committee hearing on the January 6th attack on June 6th. I beg you, let's not do what Germany did in the 30s and 40s. Talk to each other one-on-one about this. I know it's not easy. Look, it's uncomfortable for many people to talk about politics, but this transcends politics. 
It's about the future for our kids, for our kids. In the next one-on-one, I'm going to go into what is in the most recent gun bill. I'm going to call this always gun safety legislation. This is not about guns. It's not about taking away guns or doing anything to the Second Amendment. This is about safety, like car safety. We pass laws so that we're safer in our cars, seatbelt laws. It's common sense. It's common sense. And, you know, these numbskulls at the Capitol, United States Capitol, these numbskull lawmakers, oh, we're passing legislation, gun control legislation right now. Right now, as I I record this, Republicans in the House, big numbskulls, are fighting the, the most recent legislation. And it's wrong. Our children were gunned down in the school. Our moms and dads and grandparents were gunned down in a supermarket. That this is still going on after Sandy Hook when babies were shot down is unbelievable. We need to talk about gun safety, controlling these guns for our safety and the safety of our kids. I don't think anybody is against that. Not even the staunchest gun owner. I'm not anti-gun. Not at all. Not at all. I've done many stories on, on guns and gun legislation. Many. I mean, there, there are guns and there's bullshit. <laughs> all right, I digress. I'll do the gun podcast and then I will explain what's been going on in my life and me and why I took a little break why I needed a break it's important people talk to each other talk to each other one on one I love you please follow please subscribe please I need your support I crave your support be safe